Bandbots. Hi, I'm Samiran. Hi, I'm Nilesh. Hi, I'm Sheetal. And you're listening to 3TV. 3Techies Banter. Hi, I am Sheetal and welcome to 3Techies Banter, a podcast series in which we delve into tech, finance and economics, making it simple and surprising as we share its immense potential to influence our futures. We banter every week and the three of us usually who banter, that's Samiran, who you can who you will hear today. We also have Nilesh, but today Nilesh is missing in action. And I guess he will give the excuses that he has to give next time when we record with him. Uh, but in place of Nilesh, we have three very, very interesting people joining us today. And I'm going to hand it over to Samiran to tell you a little more about them. Hey, thanks, Sheetal. And hello, everyone. Uh, it's just great to be back. So, uh, as you know, you know, we, we've kind of taken this whole mantle of talking about technology in a fun way. And a lot of the fun in technology is really about interesting stories behind it. You know, things that have happened, what led them to happen, who did it, why they did it, how they chanced upon it. And, uh, you know, if you guys are not aware, uh, you know, there is this extremely, extremely interesting and engaging group of people called Paperclip who bring the most what should I say, for want of a better word, bizarre stories to life and make them interesting, whether it be about Ren and Martin, whether it be about, you know, Tintin, the Mysore Park, uh, what have you. So we have three people from that team uh, with us. And, uh, you know, it will be an injustice to try and, you know, introduce them uh, myself. Uh, so I'm going to ask each of them to kind of tell us a little bit about themselves and what led them to where they are today and then take it from there. So over to you guys, um, Indro, maybe you can start. There. Sure. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Indronath Mukherjee. So I do a job of a data scientist during the day and uh, work with my fellow co-founders and team members on Paperclip. But before uh, talking about Paperclip, uh, I want to talk about something else, which is in a way a journey to paperclip i'd say so my fellow co-founder who is here also shinnantu de shinnantu and i met up a long time back in social media around 2006 and 7 so even after meeting we would discuss typically discuss multiple things but mostly football and even if i go further than in argentine football and and those conversations led to something, uh, again, along with a few other uh, friends, uh, starting a football uh, blog, so to say. <laughs> Specialized. <laughs> and we then moved, we thought that, okay, we should do something uh, that nobody else does. So we started uh, writing, finding human interests or other quirky stories around football and we used to call our football club Golden Times with G-O-A-L as the Golden Times. And we ran it for about a decade and did reasonably well in the sense we got an international award. We got featured in a few uh, newspapers in UK, <laughs> a few vernacular newspapers back home, after, especially after winning the award. And then we thought of, we were kind of, uh, I think, uh, got into a rabbit hole because we created too much of niche for us and we said let's do something else and that's when the idea of paperclip uh, came in and uh, in a way and i will 
not drag this introduction much, but I'll just say that during this discussion, we met uh, Trinanjon TC, who was almost like an automatic fit into what we were trying to do. And then, of course, three of us got a few people together and started doing what we do at Paperclip. And over the course of today's discussion, we'll discuss some of the stories uh, which probably will, people will find interesting. But I'll just uh, hand it over to Shinnontu for the next part of his introduction or if he wants to talk about the journey. So, Dave, before you do your introduction, let me tell you, Indro, that Samiran didn't do the introductions. Much as he's a Bengali, he was quite sure he was going to get your names wrong. Um, so, <laughs> he's, he's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't bear that burden. <laughs> he's just copped out of it, okay? I'm just saying because he would have been dissed by your entire community. Imagine all of you from that community and he gets your names wrong. Uh, so I'm, I know I'm outvoted today completely. <laughs> Day all over to you. So, uh, my name is Shinnon to Day, and, uh, I think I'm pretty, like, used to with my name being corrupted in multiple forms. So, <laughs> so I go by my last name, uh, Day. That's like the easier option. So feel free to call me anything. Uh, my name is actually given, uh, by my, my mom. Uh, it's, it's a Sanskrit word. Uh, it means listen to me, uh, which could be a good podcast name probably for future <laughs> people. Uh, but yeah, so I think, uh, uh, as Indrada mentioned, right, I think we, we met over football and, you know, that's where we started our journey. And around like 2020, before the pandemic hit, right, you know, uh, around that time, we started thinking about, you know, how how can we do something different and how, how can we do something probably more engaging and probably more for wider audience rather than, you know, keeping it a niche. And also in the football world, we kind of hit the creative, you know, block, right? Okay, this we have done this and we're not really doing something new. I think that was kind of, you know, bothering us. And also that time, you know, this is a time also, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a world of post-truth and you know, we see like, you know, history is being rewritten, distorted and stuff. So we thought like, you know, our, our collective love for the nation also comes to the picture, our love for history. So we thought like, why not we, we try to, you know, tell stories as it is and, you know, and uh, make it more informed and engaging and more entertaining in a way right because we read so many books we we saw so many great works by historians or reporters journalists and stuff right but sometimes it doesn't really you know reach the people because it has been you know written in such a way that it doesn't have the communicating power right so it's not like storytelling could be a great you know a medium you know take those informations accessible to a lot, you know, a bigger platform in the world, right? So that's where, you know, the Paperclip was born around that time, I think. And we just had like our second birthday on 15th August uh, this year. And I think we started our pretty much the whole journey on Twitter. I mean, even though we had like, you know, bigger uh, idea behind the scene, uh, but Twitter pretty much gave us the access to a lot of interesting people, you know, who are probably, you know, uh, looking for something uh, interesting content that we create and also they kept enriching our content all the time if you probably go to any of our twitter threads you probably see uh, you know probably hundreds of people they're commenting with a lot of more information you know to make it like in adding some local anecdotes and you know sharing a lot of stories from their you know childhood nostalgia and all those stuff and all those kind of make the stories even go further right and that is pretty much exactly the vision that we had when you started, right? You know, uh, make the stories talk, right? And, you know, story stands for yourself. I think that's where our Paperclip story uh, stand. And uh, for me, like, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, like Indra said, uh, I'm actually a part of a tech job I'm doing. Uh, I'm in Chicago. And daytime, a techie, and I think I spend like probably more time in Paperclip now like, uh, across weekends and everything else. 
So I think that's pretty much uh, with me and you know just closing up the football thing and I think TC also is an Argentine fan uh, just like probably one of the sac- sacred you know connection that we have and uh, I personally stopped watching football after 18th of December so that's like my ultimate <laughs> dream game <laughs> So I have to tell you guys this story about corrupting names okay so I mean I'm I'm sure you have a lot of issues with corrupting names with the pronunciation you know but for me i think it my name go, died with the coming of dilwale dulani and dinaj le jayenge because it i became simran forever you know because i mean nobody seems to be able to say anything other than simran he said oh simran oh you know and then they look at me said that you know and this guy doesn't look like kajol you know there's something strange going on um so from g- game theory let's go a little into other things that you'll have spoken about and i understand the love for football and all of that but i was just wondering are there other um stories where you felt that you know there were things that were happening in india which were related to and i know you've talked about it from in the balloon story the balloonist story and the other stories are there other such stories where we realize that there is so much contribution that has been made to tech or science and uh, we never seem to give credit to the right people for it and i i think both your stories are really interesting in that case so any one of you whichever story works for you Uh, it's it's the babu that the british used to call bengalis you know colony uh, time so uh, i think i think that's a very interesting story because uh, uh, i think we wrote it when the during the chandrayaan 3 success uh, that's the time we wrote it because i feel like that was a very interesting story to people to know about uh, you know the history and everything behind and and one of the the way we try to tell stories in paper clip you know in fashion is is about you know how how very small things you know little things you know make the bigger impacts in in life right the, the butterfly effect the domino effects right uh, how things transcends you know and you know influence people and you know a small very small thing that you know probably over century you know make something great right i think that's why we try to see people and that kind of our way to you know be you know uh, tell people that you know everything has a value it's nothing like you know only the bigger things has value and then a smaller thing doesn't have value i think we have the tendency to reject things which are not successful and stuff but i think everything makes that you know ground so then rayan 3 is not like one one overnight success but it's like a uh, i think two century wide you know story right so the babu belonist i believe you know i heard this story i mean i read about this story from 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 a very different uh, like a uh, uh, background because uh, i think my friends know like you know i'm a huge tintin fan uh, actually you can even see my this one tintin poster right there the, the land of moon uh, so if you know about the uh, the professor calculus right you know he he was you know like you know heavily influenced uh, the character was you know created by somebody called Augusto Antonio Picard right uh, he he's a scientist and uh, he he's he's a very adventurous guy too, you know he created submarines and stuff and you know he also you know had a balloon adventure like he took the hydrogen balloon and you know pretty much did it like you know around over the globe uh, to you know study the you know, upper atmosphere and stuff right and uh, even in one of the tintin comics uh, i think it's uh, castafiore's emerald uh, they had like a small tribute to picard as well you know where uh, castafiore is telling calculus that okay hey uh, thank you for you know your great news about your you know balloon uh, rounding of the globe 
So I think that's where I started picking interest in the balloon. And then I, okay, why not check, you know, uh, what happening in India at that time. That's where, like, you know, I think I learned about Babu Balloonist. Uh, his name is like Ramchandra Chatterjee, actually, uh, about him like long back. So that's how way we connected the story during the Chandrayaan, you know, uh, launching that time. So this guy is like, you know, fascinating guy right now. Forget about his balloonist, balloon and all those adventure. Before all those time, I think that's like around like, you know, uh, 1800 80s, 70s, 80s uh, time, he was a, he was, you know, was a tropic artist in a, in a circus, right? You know, that's like, you know, a very, you know, unique uh, kind of uh, profession, even for the Bengali, right? Even for India at, at that time. So uh, from there, uh, I believe that time is one pretty big uh, guy, you know, British guy, I believe he's, his name is, you know, Parsvi Spencer. He was traveling to India that time and, you know, with his balloon and stuff. And this guy kind of, you know, joined with him and he did, you know, uh, with him, he did like a fly before and then he bought the balloon from him pretty much and did his solo flying, right? And that's, he pretty much became the India's first thing about aeronaut, right? You know, he's the first one to go, I think, 40,000 feet, uh, you know, above the ground uh, in, from Calcutta and stuff. And uh, uh, there's a book, you know, mentioning about his stories and you will be hilarious uh, accounts, you know, how he flew and, you know, and then how he landed in, in near Sundarvan and whatnot. It's a very fascinating story. I'm not going there. Uh, this guy's made this all these things, you know, around like 1890 and stuff. Uh, and then what happened, like, you know, I think he died uh, the next year during an ad- another adventure. He, I think he hit a mount, uh, hill in somewhere in India. But that's like a great, you know, uh, courage that, you know, some like Bengali guy. And that time, remember, like, you know, in the British press and everywhere else, uh, Indian Bengalis all over it, in the, the Babus, right? You know, they have been uh, uh, not given credit for any kind of, you know, uh, courageous of, uh, act of reveries and anything like that, right? So this is, that's the reason they started calling him Babu Belonist and kind of, you know, you know, breaking the stereotype about, you know, Indian uh, men and women. So that was like one of the thing. And... And that's where the chain effect starts, you know, uh, the day, I think the year he he, uh, he he passed away, I believe a year or two later, there's one boy also born, uh, his name is Shishir Kumar Mitro. Uh, he become like one of the, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, great physicists and, you know, of India. And like, I think 1925, 26 time, you know, he started, you know, doing his research on, you know, radio transmissions and study of the ionosphere and that is pretty much you know your beginning of india's uh, modern space research uh, endeavors right and how this guy is connected he got all this inspiration about space science you know or aeronautical science and everything else from the stories of uh, ram Chandra chatterjee right when he was a kid he used to know about you know everybody's telling the stories of this guy who actually you know uh, flying in a balloon that, you know, keeps me intrigued, you know, kind of coming with the science and tech projects and stuff, right? So, you know, one small leap, you know, they said, right, in, in, in Bengal and this guy created that and that started the modern space research in India. I think that's where the story actually, uh, came in. I believe it's got like a pretty good response. People are very intrigued to know, you know, uh, and there are like books and, you know, uh, newspaper articles about illustrations of, you know, this guy flying. And even actually he made a makeshift parachute, you know, using the tasser, uh, you know, the clothes, right? He made a parachute and he even jumped from the balloon in 1890, right? That's like, I, I feel like that's really, really uh, fascinating to, to, and I do share that, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did read about the tasser silk where he went, asks for tasser silk and people are wondering why he's doing that. 
Uh, so just a question. I know uh, we've spoken about the stories before. So we kind of put the cart before the horse. But why the name Paperclip? Also, also <laughs> you know, just our when we decided to name our football-related blog Golden Times with a G-O-A-L, we thought that's very, you know, cool and kind of uh, quirky. But we realized uh, in terms of for people to relate, it should be a simpler name, which people can... So that's something that is said. Keep it simple. and we have been we had brainstormed quite a bit about different names but i think when paperclip came in everybody's like yeah we are there because that's also also resonated with what we are doing like binding stories so all of that kind of happened and it was all things spark of a moment while we were discussing paperclip and said yeah let's stop there <laughs> so you all also have tech backgrounds in technology right and therefore how do you marry tech into things that you do in paperclip or is it paperclip and tech uh, how does it work so when i want to take a break from tech i go to paperclip is that how it is or do we bring the tech into paperclip uh, is the question i come coming from like you know engineering background and i then i did my masters in computer science then i working in tech for for i don't know decades now uh, so you know tech is kind of ingrained into my way and uh, I work as a side reliability engineer. Uh, that's pretty much, you know, I pretty much make sure that you know, uh, software is available and reliable for for the users, right? So, I think I try to kind of get that, you know, back of the mind and use that philosophies in Paperclip as well. You know, creating a very reliable product, right? In in in, in that so, uh, you know how and and the main thing that I believe I use from my particular tech job is the how to optimize them, right? And that's pretty much my job you know how to make something the process or optimize using tech even here maybe i'm not really using tech something but you know i try to you know bring those uh, stuff you know you really you cannot completely check out from my background and come up here but i try to get the good things that i have here and uh, we use you know you know a few of the smaller tech definitely we're not like the biggest company here right so we don't really have that type of funding but as much as possible in a frugal engineering way we use i believe uh, a lot of tech and i think that's pretty much you know the culture of indian startups anyway right? using the, all the frugal methods and i think we we use a lot of those things and you know i think we have this website presence anyway right and we use you know a lot of and we have like a very small team like you know i think we three are representing here but you know there are like four more people actually working right now that's why we able to take a break and join you guys uh, but with that uh, how to scale is one of our you know always we keep thinking and we use the tech a lot you know how to scale our operations how to scale social media posts how to scale you know our website activities and stuff we use a lot of you know google tech you know all over all over this out no i think tc i think rather than we'll talk about it, i think maybe you can pick your story i think uh, i think we kind of went through a lot and when we discussed it you know there, there were there are lots of interesting and quirky ones i think we we came up with this uh, I mean, I, I saw that one about the telescope and all, but I think uh, what what kind of caught my eye was that cyclotron. And, you know, it's like, uh, and 
to talk about particle accelerators at the time when it was there it it seemed like really you know i mean i can still put my head around maybe a telescope because you know maybe pirates also use telescopes so you know maybe it's not that much of a stretch but like you know a particle accelerator seemed like wow you know i mean i i, I didn't even know we were thinking about because we are still getting amazed by the cern particle accelerator and you know saying what are we doing so i mean maybe you know you can just pick that and say you know you know and <laughs> you just to just to add a bit of pop culture here So, if you have seen Oppenheimer recently, uh, Josh Hartnett plays the character of uh, Ernest O. Lawrence. So, India's cyclone cyclotron journey starts in a way with Ernest. Ernest Lawrence is the man who invented the cyclotron accelerator, and uh, in 1929. So, Dr. Meghnath Shah was, I think, he truly is the father of Indian physics, astrophysics, as well as nuclear physics. And uh, he was the one who envisioned a uh, future of nuclear energy in India. he was the one who realized truly in the 1930s sitting in calcutta he had envisioned the future uh, being shaped by the power of nuclear energy and uh, he was the one who got in touch with anis uh, uh, lawrence and he sent his probably his most trusted and best student bd nakchoudhury to university of california in berkeley to work under lawrence learn the uh, you know nuances and uh, uh, the de- i mean the sort of the tricks of uh, creating a cyclotron because dr shah was also a very patriotic minded man this is something that you know stands apart for many of the science personalities of the time they they were all very they had a very deep patriotic and nationalistic uh, sentiment which went along with their scientific uh, uh, part of their personality so he wanted a cyclotron to be built in india and uh, unfortunately uh, both the journey of that cyclotron and the bigger cyclotron which was uh, made during the 1960s in the late 1960s in both cases there were tremendous obstacles obstacles that you know even in today's times if you if you're faced with that kind of obstacles you would probably you know give up i mean just think that uh, 19 early 1940s india uh, manufacturing capabilities for high end scientific gadgetry was almost non existent and whatever was there manufacturing capabilities were obviously directed towards the allied war efforts there were threats of a japanese invasion there were japanese bombing raids on calcutta happening uh, amit sol these these men uh, dr shaha dr bd nakchoudhury and some others they kept this dream alive and they had to import uh, the parts and components and one of the ships which was carries the components was lost at sea possibly sunk by a german submarine even then they did not give up and eventually when the cyclotron the first 38 inch cyclotron went functional except for the uh, the main magnet and uh, one other part everything else was manufactured indigenously i think in t- today we talk so much about make in india and make in india has become a slogan but here is someone in the in 19 even before independence basically working with the spirit of make in india I, th- i think i think i i truly take my hats off to these people and and it's 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 honestly a tragedy that except for people who have either studied advanced physics or i mean someone like me who does not have a science background but always had an interest in these topics their names and their work has largely been lost in the last 50 60 years and i i'll tell you the the main motivation where the main motivation to do the cyclotron story came from it was after i saw the series rocket boys on sony live it was a very good series but uh, one of the things i don't know maybe there were rights issues or something 
that while they used largely all real characters, so you had Pandit Nehru, you had Dr. Bhaba, you had Dr. Sarabhai, you had Dr. C.V. Raman, uh, but the Calcutta physicist group, Dr. Shah, Dr. Nagjodri, they're all missing. So you had a Dr. Mehdi Hassan, a fictional amalgamation of these characters. The trouble is that, or the problem is that, because all the other, almost all the other characters are real, inhabiting the books of history, people who are not in the know of the actual thing, and which is a much bigger number, they tomorrow might assume that Dr. Mehdi was a real personality. And these people who are already marginalized, I mean, how many people know that Dr. Uh, Nakchodri was also a pivotal person behind the success of our first nuclear testing in Pokhran in 1974, right? So tomorrow, <laughs> seeing that uh, Dr. Nath Chaudhary, I mean, uh, sorry, Raza Mehdi is, is a real character. So, uh, I mean, and, and the history repeated again in the 60s. I mean, there was, it was a terrible time to be in Bengal. There was Naxalite trouble. There was massive food shortage. Again, they could not import any machinery, any components because there was a massive foreign exchange crisis. There were massive power cuts in Calcutta. I mean, Calcutta and load shedding, the term load shedding. If you have grown up in Calcutta, this is a word that's part, part of your <laughs> dictionary. So it was synonymous. So Dr. Raja Ramanna actually came up with the formula that we will work, ex the cyclotron work will exclusively happen in the night because at the night, the demand is less. So hopefully we will get an un uninterrupted power supply. And I mean, can you imagine? And this is why this, this cyclotron was actually called the nocturnal cyclotron. Uh, Dr. Ramanna called it world's first nocturnal cyclotron. And in less than 10 years, it, it, it generated the first beam of light. I have had the privilege and honor of meeting Dr. Vikash Sinha, who was part of the team who just recently, I think just a couple of 10 days back, he passed away. I've had the pleasure and privilege of meeting him and hearing firsthand, I mean, Still now that he had that childlike enthusiasm thinking of when the first beam of light went out, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's sort of, uh, you know, it gives you a certain sense of chill. I mean, again, like I said, that I really take hats off to these people. I mean, I don't know what drove them. Uh, it's, it's difficult to express in words. But the fact that, uh, I mean, they could do it in a country like India, starting from British period, when there was so much racial prejudice against Indian scientists, there was so much infrastructural constraint, there was monetary constraints, there were political problems, all kinds of problems. Despite that, what they achieved, I think it's, it's, it needs far better documentation and far better and far more people to talk about it. And thanks to uh, you, I mean, for giving this platform so that... Uh, some more people would get to know this story. So thanks a lot to you. No, so Wes Anderson has uh, the, even if in previous, a lot of his movies, he has a habit of giving homage to Ray. So if you watched uh, Darjeeling Limited, he, in the train, uh, they're going and there's a photograph of Ray. Then there's another film where a very similar of image of Oput Shongshar comes up here. So when Srinundu watched the film and talked about it, I said, this is clearly a homage to Arunet Dinratri's memory game scene. And these are like a bunch of scientists going in a convention, conference, and kind of in between, they're taking a break and passing time by playing memory game. And one of them said, J.C. Bose. And the other cool way in which Wes Anderson gave homage is in the Arunet Dinratri's uh, memory game, one of the names is taken is Cleopatra. And even in... Uh, 
asteroid city, they said Cleopatra. So at time it they said, let's not be subtle. Let's give one direct hint. But then mentioning Jesse. Uh, you know, uh, Dr. Bose was a very interesting personality, a, a man of very strange contradictions. Because normally you wouldn't think that a man of science would also be a man of spirituality. But such was Dr. Bose. He was, he was, I mean, he was at the avant-garde of science, but he was also a deeply spiritual man. And I'm sure you all know about this. You have all heard of this thing that he did not take patents for his invention, which led to all the controversy around invention of radio waves and everything. But there was a reason behind it. He felt that no one should own science. He felt that science is something that humanity is blessed with. So no one should own science. No one should try to commercial science, commercialize science. That's why he never took patents. That's why he openly in India, in Europe, in London, he openly talked about his inventions. He showed diagrams. He showed demonstrations. So he had this. He had this strange spiritual and philosophical side to his to his personality, which actually backfired on him also because a section of the American science community, I mean, launched a very vile campaign against him using this, using his views of the word plant soul, that plants have souls. They tried to paint him in a light of Orient mysticism that, you know, he's not scientist. He's, he's into all this hocus pocus oriental mumbo jumbo. And you can understand it is 1920s. So it's, it's a hundred years back. What was the kind of prejudice uh, that was prevalent? So I mean, I find this contrast amazing. You don't get a man of science who is so deeply rooted into ancient Indian philosophy and spirituality, but such was Dr. Bose. No, no, this is just fascinating. And, and I think maybe we owe it to Hollywood, you know, and in fact, I was just reading your story even on J.C. Bose and it says that, okay, no, no, he's also made it into some Hollywood movie. So now we are rediscovering. So it's, it's, it's probably Hollywood is our conduit into recognition in India, like everything else, you know, like you go abroad to get famous in India type of situation. So I think even the J.C. Bose thing is like, you know, I mean, I mean, growing up, you know, we were like, I mean, at least we had heard from our grandparents, you know, like he used to be kind of likened to the Einsteins. I mean, you know, spoken in the same breath of the, the greatest of people. And, and then suddenly there came a period when it, it all got lost. So, I mean, so is the JC Bose also, was there any, was he also like a nocturnal biologist or something? <laughs> Thanks to Lord Shreddy. And there is actually also a seminal paper around this, well, there's recognitions and which is also we mentioned in our stories, which talks about uh, J.C. Bose and the kind of racial discrimination that he faced uh, in the American scientific community uh, around that time. Um, so though I think uh, one of the things is uh, we give it to America is... Uh, they also own up their mistakes and at least a segment of scientists, they owned up their mistakes and they've written uh, quite a lot, not just said own up. So some papers have been written around it. So there is, but it's great that a filmmaker bringing it in popular culture and showing something. So which helps us to tell the story in a simpler fashion, not to be technical. But yeah, fascinating to see that's happening. I think this this particular movie is Asteroid City. I don't think I think uh, Indora told me that it was did not release in in India. So actually, I watched the movie and I I, I had a free pass of movies, so I pretty much watched every every movie so, every other weekend. So it's a Wes Anderson movie, right? And Wes Anderson is a huge uh, Ray fan in in, in any way, right? And 
I think I believe he has a good, you know, understanding of you know uh, overall Indian culture and you know knowledge and stuff. Uh, I picked up from a there is a scene in the movie, and I I went with one of my you know non-Bengali friend to watch the movie. Uh, uh, he's from Mumbai. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, and then I saw that this memory game was showing in the in the Asteroid City, and immediately clicked me over. They say exactly the same thing they showed in one of the Rays movie, and which is Aronet Din Ratri. uh where shamila tagor and you know uh, uh was you know part of that and i mean even the the way they told and stuff was very similar to the race classic right so and i knew wes anderson is a race fan so that's why i kept over this definitely has to have something to uh, have the influence references then and then one of the person was playing the game in this hollywood movie is was saying JC Bose and you know I don't think anybody could connect in the theater except me <laughs> I come from Calcutta too and then we started you know reading and you know, started creating the story I, I believe PC had already working on some similar project by the time and I believe his name is Dr Magdugal he was pretty much you know the leader of the clan just to add one thing on Dr JC Bose Shomiran just to add one last thing so I think you said that why this sudden interest so in the american scientific circle since the 1990s and especially since the turn of the century there has been a realization of the injustice that was done to him the kind of misinformation campaign uh, that was launched against him so there has been a pro- proactive attempt to correct certain historic wrongs so which i think is why we are probably going to see we are seeing more mentions of him and more recognition for him for his work in the western so well, now so that's why we are singing so now we are all stunned by openheimer and <laughs> the bhagavad gita and we are singing praises of him <laughs> i mean the the chronic question is so what is causing them to be discovered now at least in the western world i mean i mean how are these how are they getting found is it like are there like people trivia loving people like you there who are digging up let me find the strangest guy who, who talked about this and oh there was this indian fellow i mean how, how are they getting discovered now you know although i i got i was trained in as an economist econo- i studied economics mathematics statistics but my data science work which is you know building machine learning models it's from a tech space everybody talks about now artificial intelligence and machine learning and in this uh, things what is currently the biggest word is the generative ai that you know the chat gpts of the world and it's a very dangerous threat of what kind of things we do we try to write uh, you know authentic and exciting stories so in our workspace a first of all we use lot of technology to make sure because all of us are different parts of the world we apply use technology to have a virtual working environment but we ensure that the stories that we write uh, we write it ourselves and don't use generative ai to write certain things because that's everybody is talking and they are saying that everything will be done by generative ai we have seen some sample and the results are disastrous so that's something which tech said you guys don't do it so there is one more actually i'll let me tell you kennedy yes so in the in the ray movie they said like one of the guys a kennedy and you know i think sharmila said like which kennedy like that right yeah uh, Here also, there is one thing like that. They use one of the uh, scientist's last name, and other person said, uh, "Which person is this?" I don't remember the name. So I think that one scene he gave homage to two Indians in one scene, right? You know, Jesse Bose and Ray. That is fascinating. We found out. 
and and just to add one more thing uh, since you asked that you know how this new things are coming up people are started recognizing right you know i'm just thinking one thing uh, tc mentioned about dr sina right because sina who was you know head of the project uh, he was he was actually part of the i believe the board uh, of my undergrad college nit durgapur and because uh, sina's name was all over and none of us all the science student uh, had no clue that he was part of cyclotron project right so this things are actually not accessible to mass even for the people from science background i, I can tell you like for sure like none of the 400 people in my batch would know this right so it's very important to you know kind of come up with you know this story should be hard multiple times so that people can understand and and that's where this part of storytelling comes in the picture right you know these things are there hidden in books journals and stuff our humble attempt to just to you know keep it in front of you so that you can consume very easily no no totally agree with you i think that one of the biggest worries that we have with generative ai is the fact that we will lose out on people who are using their minds to do what they're doing and that is something that we don't want to lose out on um, but having said that um you know it was absolutely wonderful uh, speaking with each one of you i think the fact that you are explaining these stories the fact i hadn't even read any of your stories before i came here uh till we decided to meet and and ever since samiran has kind of hooked me onto it i've been reading everything um so i felt like i had missed out on so much uh, before i wish i'd read about you guys much earlier and had such fun interesting stories to read uh, so i'm totally hooked onto the stories and i think it was an absolute pleasure having you guys here i hope everybody reads up all of the stories because it's so wonderfully written that's one and b i think what i love is the twist that comes into the stories like when i was reading the babu balloonist story i thought the story would end at a certain point and then suddenly the twist comes in of another a kid being born and you know the story continues so there are moments where you've kind of led the reader very beautifully into each one of these stories so i love them um and uh, thank you so much for being here uh, love the fact that uh, everybody who's from the world of tech is writing some really creative stuff but also questioning what tech can do for us so that's another thing that i totally enjoy and for our listeners if you really liked what we spoke about today then don't forget to subscribe to paperclip and of course don't forget to subscribe to us so uh, on that happy note thank you once again day indro and tc for joining us sabiran i think uh, nilesh missed out on a wonderful episode today <laughs> but i guess he will catch up soon with us 